0: Hello, this is the Buddhism Guide podcast, and I'm Kama Yeshi Rabge. You can find more of my podcasts, as well as blogs, videos, and guided meditation practices at buddhismguide.org. If you wish, you can support future episodes of this podcast by going to patreon.com forward slash buddhismguide. I hope you enjoy this podcast. This episode is called 37 Practices, Part 10. And in this and the next episode, I'll be talking about the six perfections. So the six perfections are values that we need to cultivate to strengthen our practice and to help us along the path. So the three I want to talk about today are generosity, ethical uh, restraint, and patience. So the first verse, uh, verse 25, says, so the first verse is verse 25. The practice of all the buddhisattvas is to give out of generosity with no hope of karmic recompense or expectation of reward. For if those who seek awakening must be given even their own bodies. What need is there to mention mere outer objects and uh, possessions? So this is actually the entry point into any spiritual practice. So the three I'm going to talk about today, anybody can do. You don't have to be on a spiritual path. The three in the next episode are really for people on the spiritual path. But if anybody is trying to be spiritual, or trying to be on the path towards awakening, generosity is the number one thing, is the entry point, the first thing we have to do. We're not just talking about giving things that we no longer need, or just giving some money to charity and letting other people do the work. Generosity can cover many different things. You can just smile at somebody, and just pass on your smile that's generosity you can talk to somebody who's lonely that's generosity it doesn't mean you need money to be generous we can be generous with our time so generosity covers so many different things but what we shouldn't be doing is giving something to get back so we shouldn't be being generous because i want to accumulate good merit for my next rebirth or I want people to think I'm a kind and compassionate person. That's not generosity. Generosity has to be selfless. It has to be something that we do for other people. Not do for ourselves, not I'll do it because I'll get a reward from it. If you're doing it for that reason, then you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Generosity should be from a selfless point of view. Now, of course, when we are generous and people are grateful, then we like that, of course, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong, you give something to a child and the child looks up and smiles at you and it warms your heart. There's nothing wrong with that. But if we're only giving to get that feeling that I'm a kind person or for other people to think you're a kind person, then that's not true generosity. So generosity has to be selfless. And this is our starting point in any practice. So it's not just about giving money or giving belongings, time, helping people across the road, an old person going to visit them because you know they're lonely. All these things are generosity. All these things are selfless behavior. So we should think carefully about how generous we are Because if this is the entry point, then we have five more aspects to cover. We need to make sure that first of all, we're generous, we're kind, we're caring, we're compassionate, and we are selfless with that. Of course, it's really difficult to be 100% selfless, but we should really try to be as selfless as we can with our generosity. So the next verse says, verse 26, The practice of all the bodhisattvas is to observe ethical restraint without the slightest intention of continuing in samsaric existence. For lacking discipline, one will never secure even one's own well-being, and so any thought of bringing benefit to others would be absurd. So we're talking about having ethics having values having um, boundaries so we're not talking about adhering to a, a solid set of rules it's not like thou should not do this and thou should not do that what it should be is that we have set ourselves boundaries where i don't want to hurt myself and i don't want to hurt others so then we're looking constantly looking at our actions What I'm going to do here, will this harm somebody? If it will, then we shouldn't be doing that. We should have ethical restraint. Is it going to harm me? So then again, if it is, then we shouldn't do it. So it's a simple um, process of just looking at your actions and seeing those actions. Are they going to cause harm or not? In Buddhism, we have the five precepts. So these five precepts, we sometimes call them the the training wheels. They're like uh, when somebody's trying to learn how to ride a a bicycle and you have the training wheels on. So these five precepts are just like that. They're just like little guidelines just to keep us on the straight and narrow. So no killing and not stealing and uh, refraining from sexual misconduct and also watching our speech and uh, not getting uh, drunk or taking illegal drugs. All these things are good, ethical things to keep us on the straight and narrow. With these precepts that were set in Buddhism, they never said you should not do. You're told you should refrain from, because your actions are going to have consequences. So then, you know, we need to make sure that whatever we're doing is ethical. It's not going to cause harm, and the consequences are not going to be harmful to you or for other people. So we must look the whole time. We have to set our own boundaries. You know, when you have children, then you set boundaries for children. And children constantly push to see how far they can go before you know, they get shouted at or told off. And then, okay, this is the boundary. So when you're young, there's all boundaries set by society, set by parents, set by schools, set by religion. For children, as we get older, we think that we don't need boundaries now. But we should always have boundaries. We should always know this is as far as I'm willing to go. And I'm not willing to go any further than that. Because it just gives you that point where you know that I'm on this path, So this is as far as I want to go. So it may be that, you know, you have a group of friends and they're not on the same path. So they go further, they go further than you want to go. So you set your boundaries. Okay, my friends want to go there. I don't want to go there. I've got this boundary, I'm going to stick to that boundary. Because it's really important that if you step over these boundaries, you start harming people then of course it's going to start disturbing your mind. And once your mind is disturbed, then you can't follow the path. You can't meditate, you can't sit down if your mind is disturbed. I mean, you all know, you've all tried to meditate with a disturbed mind. All these things keep washing around in your mind because you've gone further than you wanted to go. So ethical restraint, it's not, restraint's probably too strong a word boundaries is better word that you set them yourself you're not restraining yourself you're just saying okay i don't want to go further than that in whatever it is anywhere in life if it's like i take one glass of wine a day and i don't want to go over that so then you set that boundary for yourself if you're not setting yourself boundaries or intentions then you're just like a leaf blowing in the wind you'll be blowing this way blowing that way So by setting yourself these boundaries, you're stopping yourself being blown around. But until you personally sit down and pick your own and sort out your own boundaries, then you're going to be like that leaf blowing in the wind. So the next verse is verse 27. The practice of all the Bodhisattvas is to cultivate patience free from any trace of animosity towards anyone at all. Since any potential source of harm is like a priceless treasure, to the buddhisattva who is eager to enjoy a wealth of virtue. There are three aspects here. In Buddhism we talk about three aspects of uh, patience. So the first one is to endure personal hardships. So we have to have the patience to endure personal hardships which is talking about suffering. So it means we have to have the patience to understand the Four Noble Truths. Particularly the first one, that life is suffering. That brings us a lot of hardships. And of course these hardships can push us in directions we don't want to go. So we have to be patient with life. We have to understand that life is sometimes good and sometimes not so good. It doesn't matter if you're a good person or not, life is going to come along and push you off track from time to time. So we need to be patient. We need to understand that life is suffering. There are certain causes of this suffering, and there is a way out of that suffering, which in Buddhism is following the Eightfold Path. So the first patience we need to have is patience with life, patience that I am going to suffer. There is going to be this suffering. If you fight against that suffering, it's going to make it worse. But if you're patient with it, okay, this is happening right now. What do I need to do to deal with this? What do I need to do to get myself through this? Be patient. If you're patient, your mind is calm and you'll get through it. If you're not patient and you start getting angry with life, it isn't going to solve the problem. You know, something bad happens and then it makes us angry and then the thing gets worse and we get more angry. Nothing is being resolved. So we need to be patient, the first patience. Look at that. Look at how life is suffering and how that suffering is going to come along and how I can be patient with that suffering. How I can just face that suffering patiently, calmly, look at it and help myself through it. The second aspect of it is patience with other people. Maybe being patient with ourselves is a little easier. Being patient with others is difficult. But why is it difficult? It's difficult because we want to control. We want to be in control. We like to think we're in control. We like things to happen the way we want them to happen. We want people to do the the things that we want them to do. And when they don't, then we get angry. I mean, another word for patience here is intolerance. And let's face it, intolerance is growing in the world these days. There seems to be more and more intolerance. Intolerance of different types of people, intolerance of different religions. And that's because we want people to be like us. But there are nearly 7 billion people in the world, and there are 7 billion different people, having different ideas, who all want to be in control. How can we? So we need to be patient. We need to understand that that person is doing something because that's how they've lived their life. That's how they see things. That's their perceptions. It's not our perceptions, but it doesn't make them wrong and us right. So we clearly need to be patient with other people and understand they are a human being. They are doing this for some reason. I may not know that reason. But it doesn't make it wrong or right. So we need to be patient with people and when that that irritation comes up in us because people aren't doing what we want them to do. We need to think to ourselves. Why am I getting impatient here? When you're sitting in a car and you're in a traffic jam and the cars aren't moving and you're getting more and more impatient, more angry, are the cars moving in front of you? No. By getting impatient, you're not going to change anything. Nothing good is going to come out of that impatience. We have to understand that other people are living their life. The whole world is not here just for us, you know, just for you. The world is here for all of us, not just people, for everything in the world. So we have to understand that other people have their ideas, have their viewpoints, and it may not be your viewpoint, so be patient with them. By being patient again, you're not causing yourself to be disturbed in the mind. If you get impatient, certainly you're disturbing your mind. Intolerance always disturbs your mind. From patience and intolerance comes discrimination. And once you start discriminating, now you've got sets of people I like and sets of people I don't like. And again, you're just disturbing your mind. So think carefully about why you're not patient with other people. And when that impatient and intolerance comes, just check with your mind. Why is that? Why am I starting to become impatient with these people? Because it's only when you look at it that then you're going to change yourself. And then the third aspect is about accepting the patience to accept truth. And the truth is that you're going to die. The truth is that everything is impermanent. The truth is that the way you see the world is just the way you see the world. It's not the way the world really is. We have to be patient with that and accept that. Only when we're patient with these facts can we change. If we're impatient and with, I don't want it to be impermanent, and I don't want to die, it doesn't mean that things are going to stop being impermanent, it doesn't mean you're not going to die. It just means you're, again, disturbing your mind. So we need to be patient. We need to be patient with the truth of the world, the way the world really is, and not the way that we think it is or the way we want it to be. You may believe everything is karma. You may believe everything is destiny. But if you look clearly, you'll see that everything comes about through causes and effect. You do something, there's a consequence. You do something, the conditions are right, there will be an effect from that. We have to be patient with that. We may have been taught years and years through our childhood about destiny and all these types of things. But we need to be patient and look back and think logically about how the world is. Because if we're not patient with the truth of the world, we'll never get to find the truth of the world. And we'll be walking through life like we're sleepwalking. The way you see the world is just the way you see the world. So you need to be patient with that. Don't fight against it. Be patient and bit by bit start to understand the way the world really works. We can't just one day understand everything, the way everything really is. It has to be a long, slow process. And maybe, you know, it'll take most of your life. Fair enough, it doesn't matter. If you start and you're patient, then you're going to reach an end if you're impatient your mind will be disturbed you'll never ever see the truth of the world so these are the the patients that we have to have also we need to make sure that when other people are impatient towards us that we guard our mind and we don't let their impatience become our impatience or become our anger so we also have to Be patient with other people's impatience. All the way through this, guarding your mind is the point. Just watching your mind, making sure it's not impatient or intolerant. And if it is, then look in, why is it? Why am I feeling that way? Why am I thinking that way? What do I need to do to become more patient? So these are the first three that anybody should be doing in their life, not just people on the spiritual path. So, we should be generous. You know, if we have something, we should share that, whatever it is. We should have boundaries, set ourselves boundaries, so we don't go into areas where we're not comfortable, where we don't want to find ourselves. And we should have patience, so that our mind is clear and stable and so we're not getting angry those first three practices are three that we should be looking at constantly it doesn't mean that we have to do them in order we don't have to first become generous and then become ethical and then become patient we should be doing them all at the same time yeah we should be a generous ethical patient person This is the end of this podcast, but don't forget, you can find more of my podcasts at buddhismguide.org. Thank you so much for listening, and until the next time, bye.